Excellent. Well, it's now my privilege to invite our youth pastor, Jaden Hatch, to come up and bring the word with us. It's the third session in Mail from Jail. Bless you, brother. Awesome. Thanks, Pete. Great. Well, I'll start with pointing out the obvious that you're probably all thinking, where's Jaden's hair gone? Um, it is gone. The blonde is gone. I'm determined to still have fun, though. Blondes can't claim all the fun. Um, I thought we're doing a series called Mail from Jail, so I thought I'd get a prison haircut um, for the series just to really, really get involved and really um, get into it. But <laughs> so I'm going to go straight into it this morning, and then we're going to have a little bit of fun later on. Um, so we've been doing a series on the book of Philippians, um, and we have been looking at the letters that Paul wrote um, to the Philippians while in prison. Uh, and this week we're going to be looking at chapter 3. So when reading over chapter 3, you can kind of split it into two parts. The first part uh, is Paul's warning and testimony, and then the second part is Paul's goal. So we're going to be breaking down the second half of the chapter this morning, uh, but I want to give you a bit of an overview of the, um, the first part just for a bit of context. So in the first part of chapter 3, Paul warns um, the Philippians about a group of religious, really religious Jews that are going around have to obey the Old Testament law and gain external religious accolades. Paul then goes on to list some of the religious accomplishments that he achieved in his past before he knew Jesus. Now, on the surface, as you read this, it might sound a little bit like he's boasting, but um, I'm just going to quickly list through some of these things, these religious uh, accomplishments that Paul, um, while being, when he was Saul, um, some of the things that he achieved. So he was circumcised at the age of eight. He was a pure blood citizen of Israel, God's chosen people. He was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was 100% Hebrew. He was a Pharisee, the most religious of the Jewish culture at the time. In terms of zeal, he loved Judaism so much that he was persecuting the church because he felt that all the Christians were being blasphemous by claiming that Jesus was really God. And as for righteousness, he was faultless based on the law. So when it comes to being a Pharisee and being um, a really religious um, Jewish Pharisee and leader, he ticked all the boxes. But after Paul was radically transformed on the road to Damascus, when he met God, his focus shifted, and he explains this in verse 7. He says, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. The Passion Translation puts it like this. Credit for, I've now forsaken them and regard it all as nothing compared to the, the delight of experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. So all these things that he thought were assets and that he thought were gains, all these things that he thought were earning him points um, within God were actually keeping him from having a genuine, authentic relationship with God. You see, it's no amount of external success or religious achievement can replace intimacy with God. Now, that's not to say that God doesn't want us to succeed, but where is our focus? The more we know Christ, the more we can reflect his nature and the more that we can live like he did. So the verse that I want to focus on this morning, I want to um, break down a little bit, is Philippians 3, 12 to 14. It should be on the screen in your notes. It says, Now that I have already obtained, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward what is ahead, Toward, toward what is head, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, when it comes to racing, I've got a bit of experience. So from the age of 7 to 10, 
I did athletics uh, in Blenheim, where I grew up. And um, for three years, I was the Marlborough champ for my age. Um, message last week. Um, and so I was the fastest for my age in Marlborough Athletics Academy. Competed around New Zealand in, num- in numerous events. Got selected to represent the top of the South Island at a competition to take on Christchurch. Um, and I loved it. It was going great. And then at the age of 10, um, my dad became a pastor, um, became the pastor of Elam down there and still doing it to this day, and he loves it. Um, and it just got really busy. All the competitions, especially the ones that are traveling, were all on Sundays. Um, and I'd done it for three years. I loved it. So it was time to try a new sport. So I took my lightning speed to the football field, down the wing, and I was heading to great things. Um, but then I hit my growth spurt, and the old tree trunk thighs and the trunk arrived. Um, I turned up to the party, and it's safe to say I wasn't as quick off the mark as I used to be. Um, my glory days in, in athletics were gone. Um, so when it comes to running races, I've had a bit of experience, um, and one of my favorite ever events was the four times 100 meter relay. Now, I've had some great times in the relay. I was always the fourth runner, so it came down to me at the end, and I loved it if it was close because I knew that there was going to be a battle on my hands. So I've had some great, have a lot to do with my message, but everyone loves an embarrassing story about the speaker. So here we go. There was this one moment where it came down to the final event. The relay was always the final event of the day. It had been all working up towards this. 4v4, the four best from each area, wherever you're from, taking each other on in the four times 100 meter relay. So I went with the rest of the people that were running in fourth position, and we made our way to our mark. And as I'm walking there, I'm thinking, I really need to go toilet. Um, <laughs> but I might be a bit late because we're already heading to the mark. So I'm walking there, and in my head, I'm, I think I was nine at the time, um, and I'm walking there, and in my head, I'm like, do I have time to turn back and go bathroom? Do I keep going? Do I have time to go? Or do I keep going? And by the time I kind of decided to make a decision, I was already at my mark. So I was like, okay. So I did what all wise nine-year-olds did, and I thought, well, if I need to go toilet, I'm going to run faster so I can get to the toilet quicker. So I was like, okay, focus shift. I'm going to run so fast so that I can get to the bathroom in time, and it's going to help me win this race. Forgetting that straight after the race, you go straight to the podium and do all the prizes. And everything like that. So really, it's like another five minutes before you can do anything. So I'm standing there really busting, um, and I'm thinking, this is going to help me run faster. I'm going to be so motivated to get to that finish line. I'm going to be fine. Um, and then typical, there was some type of delay. I think it was the starter gun wasn't working. There was something. I'm standing there for probably like two, three minutes. Legs are beginning to cross like this a little bit. And I'm just like, come on, guys, what's happening? Um, And then it happened. Warm sensation running down my leg. I'm thinking to myself, how obvious is this? How do I play it off? And obviously, being the calm person I am, I'm sitting there going like, (laughs) I was like, what do I do? But what makes it worse? I don't know if you guys realize how the 100 meter works, but you get selected what lane you're in. And there's a point, um, so not only was I going to be the one standing in um, what I had just uh, watered the grass with, um, my mate, the previous runner, was going to be running straight through it. Um, And back then when you're nine, you're not quite hard out enough to wear spikes, so you're just wearing bare feet. Um, And (laughs) so then my focus, my focus and my motivation shifted from I need to get to the toilet as soon as I can to I need to run so fast that it dries my legs and my pants off before I get to the end so that no one notices. <laughs> um, I think we came third or second that day and um, I was up on the podium with my wet shorts. Uh, I don't know how many people noticed, probably a lot. Uh, my mate who ran through it definitely noticed. Um, <laughs> so moral of the story, I knew that there was a race to be ran 
I knew I had a job to do and nothing was going to hold me back from completing that job. That's what we'll take away from that. <laughs> so I've had a bit of experience when it comes to running races, race, the right race. When we live in a world that has its own opinion of what the right race is and will throw everything at you to hold you back, let me break down the second part of this verse, um, Philippians 3, 12 to 14. And let's learn from one of the best to do it, Paul. So my first point this morning, learn and look ahead. Now, I've got myself a baton here, but I need a few volunteers. I need two people. Maybe there's a couple of guys out there that used to have a bit of experience in athletics or maybe sports and want to come up and relive those days. I need two guys who want to come up. We're going to break down the baton pass at the moment. Is there anyone that wants to come up and join me? Oh, we've got got one person coming up. Come on, we need someone else. Yeah, here we go. Okay, we we got our, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Okay, so. We need to decide who's going to be our who's going to be our receiver of the bat and who's going to be the passer. You'll pass. Okay, so I need you to stand here then, and Christian, I need you to come down here. Now I'm going to break down how this works with the relay. When it comes to the baton pass, this is not the most important part of the race. The baton pass can go incredibly well or incredibly bad. So when you were <laughs> <laughs> so when you were the fourth runner, when you were waiting, or when you were receiving the baton, there is a point where you're looking back and you're watching the runner come, and there is, a, there is a mark where you visualize. And as soon as they hit a certain mark, your focus shifts straight ahead. You're no longer looking back. So you're watching when the runner comes, and then there's a point where they hit a mark, and you turn, and you start gaining momentum. There's two ways you can have your hand up like that to receive the baton, or down. I like down. I feel like up there, you're kind of thinking, oh, this relay's fun. As soon as your hand went down, game face was on. You're like, I'm going to win. And so you're standing there, and you're waiting. So you turn around, and at one point, you're looking the other way, and you're beginning to move. At that point, you are trusting the person who is running with the baton to place the baton in the hand. So if you're standing here, and you've got one hand back, yep, and then you're coming, and then you start moving, and you're running forward, and as you're running, you start moving, you start moving and then you place it in the hand, and then you go, and you're off. Okay. Now, that was cool, but I think it could be better. Can I get Herbie to come up on the guitar? Can I get Herbie to come up? Now, we're going to redo this, and there's going to be a point where you're going to see him coming, and then your focus is going to shift forward, and you're focusing that. But I think we need a little bit of um, something to make this a little bit better, and I think if you know, you know. So, and I want to see the most epic slow-motion relay baton pass we've ever seen. We're going to have a bit of fun this morning. So we got some noise, we got some sound. Here we go. Oh, beautiful. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> you can make it faster. Faster. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> thank you, guys. That was great. I just want you up because I'm holding a microphone. It wouldn't have worked. So thank you. Round of applause one more time for our amazing... The New Zealand Olympic, New Zealand Olympic squad will be, um, would be honoured to have you on their team. So there was a point where, Steve, your eyes turn and you're looking forward and you're running and with trust that the person behind you is going to place the baton in your hand to go. One split second can change everything in the handover. You can't afford to still be looking back while running. You watch in some races, and you'll see runners that will go, and they'll turn. As soon as you turn, your body moves, and you're walking across yourself. And one movement like that, compared to another runner, one movement where they're still going forward, can be that split second that changes everything in the race. 
in the verse it said, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Forgetting the things that are behind. We will always remember tragedy and struggle that we have faced, but we have a choice. We need a choice. We need to make the choice to learn and then forget. And by forget, I mean cease or omit to think about that, to leave it out and look ahead. Before Paul met Jesus, his life was intense and he did some really dark things. He did things that he would have remembered for his entire life, but when he met Jesus and got to know who he is, he would have reflected, he would have learned, then he would have looked ahead, forgetting about those things and leaving them behind. Just in back, but you are looking ahead for what's next. But did you know that there is another mark and another really important point in this relay transition? You're standing here, you see the mark, and you start looking ahead and start moving. But there is actually another point where the transition has to be made before you carry on. There is a mark that before you get to that, you carry on. There is a point in the transition where the previous runner has to let go, allowing the next runner to go ahead. At some point, you have to move on. So I think it's important when it comes to running the right, way, the right race that we learn, we learn what we have done, we look ahead, and there's a point where you have to grab and go and move forward, letting go and make that transition. And that takes me on to my second point this morning. Don't dwell, press on. And the verse we were looking at, in verse 14, it says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So as I said, I finished doing athletics when I was 10 years old. I was top of my group there, but I decided to step back and give another sport a go. About two years later, I remember I was representing my, uh, my school in the regional athletics competition. Uh, we were versing other schools around. So I turned up to this event, and I looked out, and I saw a few of the boys that I used to verse when I did athletics, a few of the boys that I used to beat when I did athletics. No. <laughs> and I looked, I was like, we meet again. And so it came to race time, and we're standing there, we line up, and I'm just like, oh, this is a good feeling. It's been a good start. I looked over and noticed that a few of them were doing something different to what we used to do. See, a couple of them still did athletics, and now that they were a bit older, they were no longer starting in a standing position, but they'd learned to use the starting blocks. And I looked over, and I'm just like, well, this isn't fair. <laughs> I don't know how to use the starting blocks. They're going to have an advantage. So I thought, I have to do that as well. I need to do what they're doing so that we have a, a fair starting ground, an even ground to start with. And so I grabbed some of the blocks, not knowing what I was doing. These guys had spent time with the starter blocks where they positioned them a certain length apart. Different people had them different lengths apart. Um, and I thought, it can't be that hard. Put them down, they set, you go up, and then go, push off, and go. I thought, it can't be that hard. I need to do what these guys are doing so that I can beat them in this race. But I'd never used them before, and it didn't go well. You see, when they were down, they said, ready, set. And when they said go, and the, the gun went, I pushed off. But I'm used to push, pushing off the ground. And when you push off the blocks, you get a lot more speed in that first moment. And I just went, like, face first. <laughs> this is, it was not good moving with me. Boom, straight into the ground. Now, in that moment, you have a choice to make. You can stay down and fake an injury, which I really considered doing. <laughs> the classic fall over. I know people saw running. I made the decision to get up and run like I never run before. I caught up and I managed to come second place in that race. How many times have you seen Olympic relays or runners, Olympic relay runners drop the baton or runners fall over, cyclists come off their bike? What do they do? Do they stay down? No. 
they get up, they continue on, and they finish the race that they'd set their heart to. They finish the race that they had spent their life working towards and that they had committed their life to. See, Paul was put in prison twice for preaching the word and performing miracles. I wonder if there were ever moments where Paul was in prison and he just found it really hard. Maybe he began to doubt what God was asking him to do. I wonder if he was ever there and thought, I deserve to be here. I did this exact same thing to Christians and worse. Paul could have easily dwelt on where he was, accepted his fate. He could have easily worn false labels like hypocrite or fake. But he decided, and he could have decided to run the wrong race to be accepted by other people and to make things easier. But instead, he pressed on. He decided to run the race God had called him to. And that brings me to my third point this morning. Stay in your own lane, because crossing into someone else's lane can lead to getting disqualified from the race. It will stop you from finishing the race that you have put so much time into. Stop you from finishing the race that you have set your heart to, to finish. If the team could come and join me this morning. If there's one thing that hinders a lot of Christians from running the right race, if there's one thing that causes a lot of people to dwell and not move forward, it's comparison. James 3.16 says, For where there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there will be disorder. Comparison is one of the biggest killers of joy, and yet it is so easy to do. I think we can all honestly say that we have battled with comparison at some point in our life. It can be easy to drift into someone else's lane, and the reason is because we don't always understand what God's plan is. We can't always see where the race is heading. Sometimes we can look at other people's lanes and think, man, it looks so much easier than the, the race I'm running at the moment. But we don't know what they've been through to get where they are. And we don't know what they're going to go through next. We're all on a journey. Can I encourage you this morning that if you're struggling to understand what God is doing, just keep running. Keep running the race. Because like Paul said, the goal is to know and experience true intimacy with God. If we keep running, we're going to get closer to God. If we get closer to God, we're going to know Him more. And once we know Him more, we will be able to understand what He is doing and why. Can I encourage you, keep running. I wonder how many times people have drifted out of their lane because like, they feel like they are going backwards and they don't understand. But God is right there saying, no, keep running. Keep coming to me. You're so close. I think fathers out there would understand if you've got a child that has been working towards something, no matter how old, they're working so hard and they're getting so close to getting what they want and there's a point where they hit a wall and they just want to give up. They want to step out of their lane and just give up. But you're thinking, no, keep going. You're so close. You're so close. It's heartbreaking to see. God is there. He's our father. He has a father's heart. He doesn't think, oh, they'll be back. He's, he's desperate for you to keep running. If there's ever times where you don't understand, keep pushing, keep moving forward. There's a saying that myself and Gaz would say when we were walking up the mountain, we're in Todoring, and then some of the ones here, it's just like, moving slowly is better than not moving at all. One step at a time. Keep moving forward. Keep running the race. Keep going, because the closer you get to God, the more you know Him, the more you will understand why you are doing what you're doing. Pete covered this in part one of the series. He said, often making a big move or a big decision for God can feel like a step backwards. Can I encourage you this morning, if you're starting to question what God's plan is for you, if you're starting to have doubts about this race you're running, please keep going. Make the decision to take another step forward and then another step, know Him more and more and His plan for you. 
at the end of Philippians 3, Paul says, this is 19 and 21, their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship from them, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that we will be like his glorious body. See, Paul's race took him to prison, but he knew that God had a plan. He eagerly waited for what God had next, knowing that everything was under his control. Paul stayed in his lane, and he continued to press on through thick and thin. Can I encourage you this morning, continue to take another step. Don't step out of your lane. Don't drift into someone else's lane. Comparison can be dangerous. Keep stepping forward. Stick to the right race. Never get tired of wanting to get closer to God and fully experience His love for you. This morning, I want to give an opportunity. Maybe something I've shared has spoken to you. Maybe there's been a time where you've just dwelt on something for so long and, and decided that you've actually you've drifted into someone else's lane. Maybe you're going through that at the moment where you just don't know what's going on. You don't understand what God has planned for you. You don't understand where this race is leading and what, what is happening. Maybe you haven't even God, but something I've said this morning has spoken to you. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to meet our God, to have an intimate relationship with Him, and to run this race that He has set before you. Because I tell you what, the finish line is going to be so good. So if we could all bow our heads right now. I'm just going to say a prayer, and if everyone could repeat this after me. But if that's you this morning, whether you feel like you've stepped out of your lane and you want to get back into this race that God has set for you, or maybe you haven't even started this race, but it's something that you want to step into, knowing that God has great things for your life, say this prayer from your heart. Say this prayer to God this morning. Just repeat after me. Dear Lord, Lord, I acknowledge that I can't do this on my own strength. Lord, I've compared myself to others and have been tempted by someone else's race. Lord, I acknowledge that you sent your son down for me to take our place so we could have eternal life with you. Lord, this morning, help me stick to this race. Help me keep moving forward to reach what you have planned for me. In Jesus' name, amen. With our heads bowed and eyes still closed, I'd just love to, um, or again, maybe the 10th time, because we want to get something into your hands. We want to get something beside you. We want to help journey with you. We want to pray with you do what we can to help you on this journey. So if that's you, I'm going to count to three. I'd just love you to stick your hand in the air boldly and say, Lord, I want to keep running this race with you. So if that's you, in three, two, one. If that was you this morning, just put your thumb, see that hand. It's amazing. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's so cool. Anyone else this morning? I don't want anyone to miss the opportunity to say, Lord, I want to keep running this race for you. Amazing. Well, Lord, we thank you for those people, Lord, that have said, I'm going to keep moving forward in the race you've set before me, Lord. I, run, I want to run the right race for you, Lord. Use me how you want to use me, Lord. Lord, I pray you be with those people in the weeks to come, Lord. Support them, put people in their life that are going to help them in this journey, that are going to help hold them up when they need help um, being held up, Lord, and, and going to help encourage them and push them along this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.